Well, is there ever a more appropriate time for, for that? <laughs> Shake the cobwebs off. Let's go. Monday morning, uh, what is officially known as National Football Hangover Day. <laughs> Which is surprising to me. Like, are people still like just like beer bonging like, bef- like during the dude. Super Bowl and getting absolutely slammed all day? Or are they dude, like – Dude, dude, dude. 14 million people – We'll call in sick today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, what, what's happening? <laughs> I, I, just, you know, I just don't know. Man. It was a great game last night, though. The Super Bowl was fantastic. I had a fantastic weekend. It felt like the weekend lasted seven years because we took off and we drove to Tampa. We got to celebrate James's baby shower with Elise and meet her side of the family, which was awesome. Got to spend some time with Gabby's mom in Tampa, get some beautiful weather. And then I drove all the way back and got to spend the night last night at the Hills, who did a great job hosting the Super Bowl. Had a few other people there and I got had a great weekend. Very nice. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, started off Friday morning. You know, you you don't start off much better than hosting Coach Wanstatt. We'll get to pictures and stories and takeaways from that. That'll dominate today. Um, lots of fun stuff from yesterday. You know, a full day of programming. I think the NFL knocked it out of the park. You know, they did an amazing job. It was really fun, very entertaining, great football in the middle of all of the commercials and halftimes and stuff. But it is also a, a very special day for the women in our lives. So, um, well, for every anybody that you're appreciating, I got my gift already this morning. Happy Valentine's Day, baby. Yeah. Valentine's Day. Uh, so this is the day that everybody gives roses and gifts and uh, in honor of St. Valentine's Day. The most popular story uh, was a decree by Emperor Claudius who outlawed marriage for young men because he thought they made better soldiers if they were single. That obviously didn't work out. And so uh, we honor the ones who bucked that trend. <clears throat> in uh, true on-the-ball fashion, my Valentine's Day was planned a month ago. Like I had 6.30 reservations, knew they should be early because Gabby doesn't want to be out because we are officially in the eighth month of pregnancy. We are yeah, almost yeah. there. Um, I had, you know, the flower delivery was already scheduled. Like every card was picked up, gift was picked out, everything done. So we woke up this morning. It's like a breeze. Did so we I know there's people live? scrambling out there. I feel Did for we them. we go live on uh... – yeah. We are. Yeah, I think it's a stream merit issue. It's not showing the comments, but we're live. We got okay. yeah, 30 guests. Live. We have 30 guests joining us. Okay. I don't know who's there, so I can't tell you, but thank you for joining us. Let's get to some wake-up music. We got a packed show with some real content, real takeaways, but you got to wake up. So uh, stream order is not showing, but 
I see on LinkedIn, there's tons of folks. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, as I said, we had a phenomenal event um, Friday morning. We got to host Coach Wanstead. Thank you, Jerry Latrento. Uh, Shay, show me the two headshots because the it doesn't really happen. Unless so you, awesome. Unless you can memorialize it. So a big shout out to our, our you know, the OTB photographer, the man who does the most amazing headshots, our man, uh, David, man, did incredible. Um, David Roth, great job. Um, the shot of coach is phenomenal. Like when he sent that to us, I was like, wow, like that needs to be something that gets put all over Fox because that is the best that. picture I've seen of him. You will see that um, when, you know, he sends that portfolio to coach, but um, headshots are really important. So are pictures. Show us some of the pictures from that event, Shay. Um, so sponsored by Jerry Latrento, uh, Bank United. Thank you, my friend. Great stuff. Um, this was all about, um, you know, listening, learning, networking in true OTB fashion. You know, we hosted everybody at our new office, which was amazing. Um, we had about 60 people just talking before the event. Coach was kind enough to mix and mingle during that. And then went into what is the presentation room and he went ahead and just laid out nuggets, told a couple of amazing stories uh, to a person. I think everybody had great takeaways. What, what was your thoughts? Um, I, something that I had not heard from him prior because there was, first of all, the group of people was fantastic. And I think, you know, not on that I'm picking favorites, but my favorite conversation of the day was hands down with Andy Smith. Yeah. absolutely loved meeting him in person and just to like to, to reiterate the things we talk about when we left gabby said to me there was just something about his energy that was really great and you it's exactly what it was you just you gravitated towards him in the room he was a great conversation but something that i heard coach say that i had never heard him talk about before was personal brand and he talked about how he's been doing work with damon john now because they bought out a company that he's a part of and he talked about how what your brand should be, how it should live. And to hear him talk about that, having never heard that before, what that was my number one takeaway from him. So, Shay, I don't know if you have the picture of Andy Smith um, because we. Uh, um, yeah, down there in the bottom is, corner. Bottom right. Awesome job. Uh, so Andy is a guy that, you know, and I even said this when I introduced everybody. He validates why LinkedIn, why we're here. He's a guy yeah. I met because I saw him posting good stuff. Wasn't about any kind of sales pitch. I reached out. I said, kudos, man. You're doing great shit. We had a virtual coffee. I offered him some tidbits. He bit. He loved it. We became friends. Then he said, I like what you're doing. I can use some help with time management. And so he is a friend first, a client, and then decide we invite him. He says, yeah, I'm going to make it a weekend with my wife. And he comes. So I agree with you. His energy was amazing. The energy in the room was, in general, was, was really high. Um, of all of the takeaways, the one I want to focus on, which I, and I agree, and I'd said to him, Coach, I never heard you talk personal brand. Right. That's a mainstay of what we do and working with leaders and all that kind of stuff. Um, he talked about the Pygmalion effect. And this is something he's done in the past. But if you don't know what that is, Shay, show me the video first. 
Hello brain lovers, Gregory here from the Brain Academy. This is really exciting. Today I want to speak about one of my all-time favorite psychological effects, the Pygmalion effect. Now, the Pygmalion effect comes down to this. My expectations of you will influence your behavior, which means if I believe you can do something, you'll be able to do it. Now, if I believe you will fail, guess what? You will fail. But the Pygmalion effect was first established by Harvard psychologist Robert Rosenthal in 1964. We teach more to those from whom we expect more. We're able to give them more information so that they are in fact able to do a better job. He came with an interesting experiment where an IQ test was taken from kids in elementary school. Then he told the teacher which kids had the most potential to bloom that year. Not a bad mind either. There's talent. Oh yes, and a first to prove yourself. And indeed they did. When Rosenthal came back at the end of the year, the kids he had pointed out did indeed show the biggest IQ gains. But the thing is, the list with the kids with highest potential was fake. They had chosen the kids at random. These kids didn't have any more predisposition to any other kid in the class. The only variable that had changed was the expectations from the school teachers. It's about high performance based on high expectations. You do those things, gentlemen, and I guarantee you at the end of the game, we will be there. So the role of managers, teachers, parents, coaches, well, it's pretty huge. They have an immense power. Their expectations of their protege can send someone to the stars or make a no. Um, I, so I'm, I'm, when he talked about this on Friday, it was a re-hit for us. We had heard him talk about it before, but it never loses its validity or the timeliness of it because it's so important. You know, so the it's an actual scientific study, which I love. You know, we talk about mindset and Carol Dweck, and she is a leader still speaking, uh, you know, out there talking about a study she did 25 years ago. So when you think about this, Rosenthal said, you know, four factors, climate, we talk about environment, yep. input, output, feedback, you know, yep. and those are the determining factors that... You know, and I saw, you know, you think about it, the expectations, and this is how coach framed it up, the expectations of what you set for somebody else have a major impact. Now, Shay, you can show me the, the graph, because if you look at the graph, influence, impact, cause, reinforce, you know, and it all starts with your beliefs and your actions. So for the, you know, anybody that's here, anybody that is, you know, in a, in a leadership role, anybody that wants to get 1% better, the Pygmalion effect is so relevant because you got to start with what your beliefs are. Can I do this? Do I believe I can? And if you don't have people around you who are supporting that or vice versa to the worse, the converse is, oh, I don't see you as that. And so you won't go up to that. Devastating. And, I, you know, and I, I asked this question to coach because I think this is such an important part of it is if you're a leader that's going to adopt the Pygmalion effect on somebody and you're going to treat people as you see them, not as they see themselves, there's an accountability piece to that, that you're going to have to push that person out of their comfort zone because you see them doing things that they don't see themselves doing. And that's okay. That's a good thing to push people and to hold them accountable to a standard that they might. It's, it's like being in the gym. 
right? Your trainer is telling you to lift weight that you're like, I don't know, man, you know, like, or you're telling you to jump up on a box that you feel like is pretty high. But that trainer is putting that box there saying, no, I know you can do it and I'm going to watch you do it and I'm going to keep coaching you until you can do it. And that's really the point is once as a leader, you set the bar for that people. It's not all just cheerleading and rah-rah to get them there. It's also the here's what you've missed. Here's what you need to do in order to get there and keeping them accountable to that growth and that development. You know, and it's so real time, you know, because I work out with Pete. Um, yesterday we're in the gym and I've been pushing sleds and I got up to 230 pounds and thought I gave it everything I had. He was at 310 and he's got that in my ear. And then yesterday he goes, you ready to try 265? I said, yeah, bam. And I blasted 265. He goes, you want more? I went, boom. Yesterday I did 300. He was right. like so happy for me, but right. he videoed it. And he's going to share it today because he wants to impact his other clients yeah. who are looking at me going, well, if he can do it, I can do it. And so, you know, the effect of that, and that's the group training you do when yep. you're at Roar, you know, it is all, a, you know, he did it. I can do it. You know, someone's setting the bar. So all of these influences. And then I love Samuel L. Jackson, that true story. You know, gentlemen, if we do these behaviors, this is what the outcome will be. Yep. You know, which is just so fantastic. So that was one of many things that coach talked about, loved, you know, that, that one thing and one takeaway, it will become part of my presentations going forward. Um, but I'm going to switch gears just for a second. We'll come back to Wanstead. I want to talk about um, Friday night. I had the opportunity to see Ain't Too Proud, which is yeah. the story of the temptations. And I will tell you, I, I did all the research on it. Shay, show me uh, the uh, Ain't Too Proud. It was in there. Did you not do it? Um, okay. So he may or may not have the, the, the um, what do they call it? The, the guy. The playbill. The playbill. Thank you. Uh, but it was super cool. Um, I'm not generally a theater guy. I kind of moved away from it, but I was uh, given tickets and it was fantastic. And Would the, you do it again? The, what? Would you do it again? Oh, I'm going to get season. <laughs> yeah. It was a really, really nice night. I mean, yep. really, you know, eight o'clock show, two, uh, two and a half hours. It was unbelievable. You know, we talked about it in my post yesterday. It was education. It was an event. Um, in and out, well, they really move people in and out of that place really good. Yep. But um, one of the songs, so the story is great. There's only one living original, but the story of all of them, how they came together as a unit and what it meant. Thank you. There you go. What it meant to be a temptation. But this song speaks to everybody's mindset today. Give me the temptations. Cause 
So shout out to Greta, right, for hooking it up with the tickets. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, shout out to my friend Carol Bowen, who is now uh, the uh, sales leader at Broward. So the timing is good with me coming back to Broward to get that's awesome rehooked up there and do something fun. So um, I was going to keep going with uh, more of Coach Wanstad stuff. But I want to go back to the brand conversation because last night, you know, you had the halftime show, which was all about brand. You know, those guys each represented their own brand. They came together. Hip hop is a brand. And then you had commercials. So we can talk the rest of the show about brand. And here's a very significant thing about brand. I've been teaching it for a long time. Brands do not live in our mind. Like I could think I'm anything I want. Right. It matters what you think of my brand. That's where brands live. Brands live. Very important lesson. Brands live in the consumer's mind. So, you know, what was the halftime show for you? Some people put out some really negative bullshit, which I really hated seeing. They were spewing all kinds of garbage. I thought it was fucking great. To me, it was a tribute. Like, so I'm a hip hop fan. Obviously, I grew up with that genre. But to know what Snoop and Dr. Dre did for the West Coast movement of hip hop, for them to be able to get on stage at the Super Bowl, which is, you know, I don't think there's any question, the largest stage in the United States, and to be able to do what they did and then also bring on the people that they had brought up. Eminem was what belongs to Dr. Dre, you know, 50 Cent belongs to Dr. Dre and then have Mary J. Blige join them and then have an influence. Somebody like Kendrick Lamar, who was influenced by him and Snoop Dogg. To me, it was a tribute. It was like this culmination of all the work and everything that they had done to get to this moment where they could bring be in prime time and put themselves out there. I enjoyed every second of it and thought that it hit on brand exactly the way that it should. It uh, So I did not know who Kendrick Lamar was. I was texting you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I was four out of five. I was, yeah. was kind of good with the fact that I knew the <laughs> other guys. You know? and it, was, uh, it was fun. I thought the stage was amazing. I thought and still think Mary J. Blige is unbelievable. Queen. Soulful, real. Um, it reminds me of a time in my life when I really connected to her music. I don't, you know, for me, I don't see black and white and I see artists. I see, you know, cr- tremendous artistry. The stage was the fantastic. The stage was phenomenal. Right? And the sound quality was great. Like to me, the production was really good. Whether you like hip hop or not, shouldn't be the thing that sticks out to you. Correct. How was the performance how well was it done? The quality of the execution. You don't have to be a hip hop fan to just enjoy the fact that that was a good performance. So as a brand, I think the NFL performed really well yesterday. End to end was fantastic. As a brand, you saw each of these individuals come together to do a production, which the sum of that talking about the temptations, the temptations were the sum of one guy who was never the lead singer. He was the guy who put the whole thing together, Otis Williams, right. and then just stood for something. So the the brand, the temptations lives in your brain. Then we have commercials. And all of those were trying to influence you, the consumer, into knowing, liking, and trusting their brand. 
That's right. what that's what brand development is. Do you know me? Do you like me? And, and so brands are either things and products and services or they're people. Now, last night they took people and put it in some of these things. So what's your favorites last night? You have to kind of go with, you know, give me what was your best. My, my favorite was Coinbase. It really was. Like okay. it spoke to me. It was so generational for me like you know with the bouncing scan the qr code and in typical tech and and new business fashion they drove everybody to the website and i'm sure that the cto of the company for months has been saying we're prepared we're ready for the traffic it's all good and as soon as the commercial hit and everybody scanned the qr code the site went down for 20 minutes and they weren't able to operate <laughs> so insane I, but I it mean, worked i'm know, not a cryptocurrency so, guy i'm there I'm, I'm interested in who they are what they do they got me so i didn't i didn't understand you know now and we're basing our whole other business on a qr, QR code, code you know which we believe the power like people the pandemic got people into qr codes with you know going into a restaurant so yep. i think everybody got that now so i saw it and i got the reference to pong because that's my error. But I was like, I thought it was a mistake. I thought it was stuck. I didn't really know what was going on. So I was like, oh, look at this one. But, you know, for me, highlights, top of the list, the NFL's own commercials were fantastic. 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 I mean, so who's ever producing that stuff? Uber Eats was super, super fun. Um, the Pringles commercial, using Lionel Richie's song, Stuck on You. Yep. You know, because every single one of us, and I don't care if you're a vegetarian or whatever, <laughs> has reached into that thing trying to get that last Pringles, you know. Uh, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the can up is definitely yeah, the way so, you go. And um, to me, that said, oh, Pringles is back. Yeah, like Pringles had kind of lost, you know, a place for me. I didn't want even sure that they were still making Pringles, and I was like, oh, Pringles is, is around. They got me. They they brought it back to top of mind for me. So you had uh, Michelob use lots of athletes. Michelob was fantastic. What mostly was a good execute, execution, some of it. But Doritos with the animals, the <laughs> they continue to put out great content. So I know everybody will talk about the Sopranos. It was great to see them again. That song is just a great tie. So music is a part of branding. They took the power of that song, married it to Chevy. I don't believe she drives a Chevy, but... You know. <laughs> I, so I thought that the one that really pulled on the heartstrings the most was actually MetaQuest. Yeah. I thought the way they use the stuffed animal and the way like I was like, oh, it's Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck I saw Cheese. it's they, they immediately pulled on it in an emotional memory for me as a kid saying, oh, Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, wow. Look at what happened to the Chuck E. Cheese characters. You feel bad. And then they flip on these virtual, you know, reality headsets and old friends, new experiences that hit home. I thought they did a really great job with that. And I instantly went to understand what it was. Right. I didn't realize it was Oculus and I'm right. in the market now. Yeah. You know, that kind of put me there. I didn't even realize yeah. it was a Facebook company. So, but you bring up a, a great point that we'll close on today. It's all about emotion. Yep. What is the emotion that gets stirred when you show up in someone's life? If you like their comment if, or like or comment something that they posted, what is, you know, 
what, what is it all about? How do you bring that emotion feel, out of people? How do they feel? So it's, it's remarkable that all of these create a negative emotion, a good emotion. But to close, you know, you talk about education, like the um, FTX used Larry David yep. about, nope, it was fantastic. Nope, <laughs> the wheel's not going to work. Oh, inside toilet's not going to work. You know, so yeah. we went the other way. It was great. It's a great Monday. Kiss and hug the person in your life that's your Valentine, whoever it might be. Get up, get out, get some business. We'll see you here tomorrow on the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million.